Hi, I'm John O'Scott. He's Ben Strivens. Hi. And we, we watch, watch anything. anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you know what to add to your list, or smash with your fist. Yes, Jono, it's happened. We threatened, and the listeners provided. We have a new intro (laughs) phrase. We have our first shout-out on the podcast to Mike Jelly. Thank you very much for your contribution and for making us not sound quite the same boring and annoying thing as we were before. Jono, you said you were starting to like it and get used to it. Are you upset that we've changed it this week? A little bit, but I'm also quite grateful to Mike. Yeah, no, it's good. It's nice to have a change. It's nice to have a change. But yeah, the, the old one, the bad one had grown on me. Yeah, I mean, I think bad's a bit harsh, but let's go with old. Yeah. Old isn't yeah. necessarily bad, Jono. <laughs> All right. As, All right. You would, as you would know, <laughs> with your love of the 1940s. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we're back. We've got a new intro phrase, but we're doing the same old thing. We're taking a genre, finding three films, and trying to find something good for you to watch. So, this week's genre was picked by you, Jono. What did you pick? Why did you pick it? Give us the skinny. Well, I picked that was horror. a long phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. I will give you the skinny, you idiot. Though so, um, I picked horror because we uh, we both like horror, and we both had noticed that we kept by mistake stumbling upon horror anyway. Yeah. Specifically, found footage horror. Now, I like a bit of found footage, but as we've discussed before, there's a lot of it about, and a lot of it's rubbish. Uh, but I thought it'd be an interesting thing because there's so much of it. I didn't have any trouble finding found footage horror on Netflix. I was surprised, actually, because I figured that a lot of the found footage... I, I, actually, it's probably me being a bit stupid because, I mean, I, I guess there's such a proliferation of found footage partly because it's cheap and yes. you can just make that shizzle on a GoPro or whatever. But um, I was I was surprised that you managed to find as much as you did because I know we were talking after you sort of said that you were going to do found footage horror and I said, look, if you can't find any, how about these options? And one of them was a possession option and then when you gave me the films i was going to watch i was like oh he couldn't find found footage he's just given me possession movies but actually it turns out you found both yes indeed well i mean this is the thing there is a lot of it about and yeah i think it is exactly that that it's 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 cheap to do but also i i definitely think there's been loads of very you know substandard found footage horror made since you know since this Ever since Blair Witch, because obviously that wasn't the first, but it did cause, you know, it was the new wave of of found footage, wasn't it? It caused it a and, and I think it's something I think I'm going to reference more as we get later into this podcast and talk about yeah. the movies because I think it um it's very interesting not to not you know to sort of hold them up as a very d- direct parallel, but at the same time it's interesting to see where that genre has come from or what that what's what people mm. have done since the Blair Witch. I guess the Blair Witch was though it was the groundbreaker. I'm, I mean, you know, you've got things like uh, Cannibal Holocaust, which was mm-hmm. a sort of found footage thing, ages and ages and ages ago. But the Blair Witch is what made it mainstream. I guess it's what it was what started the the, the most recent onrush. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I will talk about it a little bit later as well because yeah, you can't just hold it up as the well. I suppose you can in a way, you know, the the, the yardstick against which other found footage horrors are are judged. But the thing is that. There is too much found footage, but every now and then 
one comes along that genuinely scares me. So I don't kind of mind that there's too much because I think it's okay. Just keep making them, and every now and then a good one will will find its way through. Yeah. And I think, and I've always thought that, like, I mean, if you go to sort of, you know, literary horror or literary ghost stories, you know, so often they're written as like real diaries or M.R. Yeah, James yeah. Oh, you know, constantly had real documents. Horror has always been well, the trying to pretend was it's real, as you know, this happened and that sort of thing and the... exactly exactly and so i kind of i don't mind that they keep getting churned out but some of them are a bit pants and as well like the big budget ones the thing they've they do get wrong though is just they give it they 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 cast beautiful people yes. with obvious makeup and and rather nice clothes and it's just i think that's where they craft and go wrong yeah because that certainly doesn't isn't what happens on blair witch is it no, no exactly blair witch is a bunch of chumps in the woods yeah. Um, and like I think we we touched on the last time, it was this amazing marketing campaign as well. Which, as much as I hate to celebrate a marketing campaign, it just sounds a bit like I love cinema, I love films. But that marketing campaign was brilliant. But at the same time, I remember being entirely sucked in. I know exactly where I was when I. Well, this sounds a bit Kennedy assassination, but I know exactly where I was when I first heard about the Blair Witch. I logged onto the website and was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be amazing!" And then I found out it was all you know artifice, but that's brilliant. But I, I think sort of slightly going back to what you were saying about not using the Blair Witch as a yardstick. Um, I'm not sure that's entirely true because I think when you dissect what the Blair Witch does right, it does many, many things right. And it's amazing. Mm. It, I think it's very easy to dismiss it as the first and just think about like, oh, yeah, well, it was scary. And it was the first, obviously not the first we've discussed, but, you know, the first sort of mainstream one. And um, and then you sort of go, well, that's why people hold it to such sort of high regard. But then even though they made it on the, you know, whatever, it's seven and a half grand or whatever, what they did do was have their rules in place. And like any mm. good horror fan knows who's seen Scream, you have to have the rules. But the rules they had, which is very, very simple, and this may echo throughout the rest of this podcast, is the one rule you have to have for found footage, I think, is there has to be a reason that that camera's rolling. Mm-hmm. And in yeah, Blair Witch, okay. they did it brilliantly because they went, they're film students, and she is obsessed with it. And actually, as it as she starts to unravel, as Heather Donahue starts to unravel, she keeps rolling because it's the only way that she can protect herself mentally and she can interact with this world. And they even mention it. They mention it with the um, I've forgotten the name yeah, of the guy. The, it's the only thing I've got left is lines like that towards. Yeah, the exactly. End, and the yeah. guys they're trying to get her to put the camera down, and she's like, "No, I can't." And it's yeah. and it's how. Her, how she psychologically interacts with the environment, interacts with the terror that's happening around her. And mm. that is the genius of that movie, apart from like, you know, sticking a dude in the corner, which is great. But at the same time, yeah. there is, you believe it, there is always a reason for that camera to be turned on. And that mm. is, I think, what a lot of modern um, found footage just completely forgets about. They just sort of take it for granted that there are people with cameras. Yeah. It's a very good point and a very well made point. Thanks. I, yeah, I am in agreement. And um, I was just going to ask you, dude, have you got sort of like, so Blair Witch onwards, have you got found footage films that you've liked and enjoyed? Well, I liked Cloverfield. I thought it was pretty gripping. It moved nicely. It did the great thing of like not showing the monster until the end. Too and much. even yeah. actually, there was a pretty good monster. And, it, yeah. and, and, I, and I thought the build up of it was pretty cool. So, I, yeah, Cloverfield's out there for me. As a good found footage movie, um, you know, I'll go back to Cannibal Holocaust. That's not post Blair Witch, but it's. And I, I, um, but other than that, like, I'm just trying to, I'm really trying to think what other 
found footage movies I've seen because I've had. Well, I'll throw in a few to to, to just because I've definitely got a quite a clear list of ones I've Apparently known. So, like, so yeah. just so just um just I'll jump chime in, if, in if anyone them. yeah. If I've seen so anything. that Spanish one, Wreck. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah, Wreck. Wreck's awesome. Wreck's really quite scary. Yeah, I really like that. I didn't. Borderlands actually... was a recent one. Have you seen Borderlands? No. Is that same people? Is it? No. Borderlands a British one, and it's got um. Oh well, I really recommend that to anyone. It's 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 it. Well, what I was going to quickly go to say is Wreck and Borderlands, and Blair Witch are my three sort of favourite found footage horror films and all three of them I think deliver genuine fear at yeah. the end whereas so many horror films don't I they think you, Rec- you're intrigued at the beginning and then the end kind of just Rec- delivers genuine fear quite a lot of the way through I think it's like oh sure, um, sure. I like, I, to be honest with you and it might be a bit blasphemy but I didn't mind the remake either of Wreck I thought it wasn't too bad oh I never saw it Quarantine yeah no, saw yeah, it. yeah it's not too shabby but it was no re- I didn't it's not see Dexter's it because of any I didn't not see it because of any snobbery thing. Mm. It's just I haven't got around to seeing it yet. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I quite like the remake of uh, Ring. I preferred the Japanese one, but I thought the remake was all right. Yeah, the remake's all right. Um, mm. well, the name was quite cool. Um, and I saw Troll Hunter. That's quite good. Um, is that found? Oh god, it is found footage. I love Troll Hunter. Yeah. And I, Chronic- you're right. I'm completely wrong. I've seen loads of found footage. <laughs> and um, there's. I would just, put Troll just... Hunter in my three. Actually, not scary, but it's cracking yeah. that movie. It's really fun. I watched it, it again recently. It's brilliant. Yeah, and um, it's not. I I don't think I do want to see this again. But Chronicle was an interesting thing, as it was found footage, but about. Oh, it's um, a bunch of kids, isn't it, Chronicle? Yeah, but it's it's basically a way of telling a superhero story, but yeah. with, with found footage. It had quite I good reviews, I thought. Yeah, I I I watched it once and kind of enjoyed watching it once, but it's not a favourite. And one more I'd mention that I have actually mentioned on our podcast before, but is Grave Encounters. Yes, which I have which, not still. So yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, in lots of ways, it's quite poor, but it's done with, done with a sort of pleasing gusto. And I suspect you won't like it because it starts. <laughs> it's called Grave Encounters because it's these guys who are actually making a sort of you know one of those spooky ghost programs oh, okay. called Grave Encounters, and they're going right. to invent. They're on lockdown. They're going to investigate a really haunted asylum. <laughs> but I, I think it's really the first half an hour, forty minutes is really fun. Oh, and I've just found footage. I really don't like the paranormal activity ones. Well, paranormal activity, that is one I completely skipped over as well, because I guess that's the other milestone in the found mm. footage thing. And my big problem with paranormal activity is that he, in the first one, like there's, I think the scene where um, Night Vision or whatever, and she just stands up and she's just stood by the bed, is really, mm. it's really well done. It's, it's nice. But mm. my big problem with paranormal activity came about an hour into the movie where there's loads of banging and crashing and bonking and all that sort of like <laughs> horrible noises downstairs. And yeah. he gets up to go and investigate and walks past the light switch and goes down into the dark downstairs. <laughs> and I'm sorry, even if, frankly, even if there wasn't scary noises, you turn the light on because you want to trip down the stairs. But <laughs> if there are scary noises and the light switch is, I don't know, next to you and you don't turn it on, you're in a horror movie not turning it on because it's scarier when it's dark. And at that point I went, you've totally lost me. I just couldn't care less. And then there's the stupid weird footprints. And I was like, Really? Really? Whereas, um, I know people who've been scared absolutely witless by it, but no, you know, he just lost me halfway through when he didn't turn the light on. At that point I went, I'm just totally taken out of this thing. And I mm. like the, I like the first time by the bed thing, but other than that, this can go and do one. And I just have definitely not watched any of the sequels because I just have zero interest. Okay, well, just before I talk about my film, dude, you recommended to me that I watch Pitch Perfect. Yes. I did, and I reported back to let you know that I liked it. Yeah, I would quite like you to watch Borderlands. 
Oh, I'd, I'd like to, yeah, no, to know I'd what you think. That. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I wouldn't say is best it, film ever. Is it on Netflix wanna... or do I have to find it some other way? Afraid it's not on Netflix at the do moment. Do I have to pay? Yeah, sorry. Cool. All right, I will, I will, I'll note that down now and hook up Borderlands. Maybe it's on Amazon, I'll be all right. Yeah, maybe. Um, right, I'm going to talk about my film, dude. I'd love it if you did. Go okay. on. Well, tell us, my tell film. <laughs> my film is Creep from 2014. Not to be confused with Creep from 2004. Did you ever see that? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's not found footage. It's got, um, I never know how to say her name, but Franca Patente? Patente? Oh. How do you say her from, you know, from the first Bourne movie? Yeah, and, I, I think it's Patente, but I could be wrong, though. Yeah, well, anyway, it's her. She's um, German, isn't she? So it's a bit... Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's she's on the London Underground and gets stalked by a, by a creepy thing. But anyway, no, this is Creep from t- 2014. Mm-hmm. Um it's directed by Patrick Bryce, who's also in it. Oh. And the writers are Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass. Duplass, I'm not sure how you say his name. But they're both, they wrote and directed it. They're in it. Yeah. So the And so basically, I'm going to give you the um, the plot, the setup, which is, it really, it's a very simple idea. Mm-hmm. So it won't take long. So um, Patrick Bryce, the director, uh, plays Aaron, who's a filmmaker, a videographer. Sure. Um, and the first thing you see, he's driving along into the mountains and he kind of explains to the camera, he switched onto the camera to, you know, take a diary of him on his way. Yeah. And he's going there because there's been a mysterious ad on Craigslist that he's answering, just saying day's work, thousand dollars kind of thing, no questions asked, just come and make a video. And right. he hasn't got any more details, but he's down on his luck, he's doing the job. Okay, fine, yeah. So fairly simple setup. And yeah. it turns out he's been invited by a bloke um, called Joseph, who we learn is dying. Right. And... And he wants to record a film for his um, his unborn child. His as uh, oh, unborn child. I think. I think. A bit like things unborn. to do in Denver when you're dead. Yeah. Um, so the child, That's the son, he won't movie. get to meet. Yeah, I know. I really. I, I, I watched that because of you. Mm. Um, anyway, so Sorry. Uh, boat drinks. <laughs> so I just got to think about boat drinks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. So right, so he, so yeah. I mean, basically, that's it. It's a very simple plot. Mm-hmm. It's you know going up to the mountains to a mysterious place. And um, is it a sort of scary cabin or is it a no, mansion well, style was, place? Yeah, this is the first point I was going to make. Is that like yeah? So it's not just the, the creepy cabin in the way. So it starts right. You see him driving along, driving yeah. along, and then he arrives at this pad and there's no one there. And it's it's isolated. So it's a bit creepy because it's isolated, but it looks like a house. It's not like an Evil Dead style cabin. Yeah. Um, but um, so the very first thing that happens is that he kind of knocks on the door rings the doorbell or whatever they whatever they have and um and no one's there um so he decides to he just hangs around makes a call nothing happens so he goes to wait in his car and suddenly we have our first sort of jump scare because mm-hmm. um basically the joseph suddenly is suddenly at the window of the car going you know knocking on it going hey i can't remember exactly how it happens but it's you know it did make me jump yeah but it's a kind of uh, it's a bit of a loot and bus type jump scare but um right away it gets you as in yeah, yeah, the sure. viewer a little bit unsettled then he goes into the house he follows joseph in and joseph so quite quickly you get his character he's he, he is creepy as the as the title might suggest he's sort of energetic and sort of twitchy like he's had loads okay. of coffee and he's definitely played um with a kind of um I've written down creepy campness mm-hmm. so th- he's definitely got a camp quality so he's kind of creepy camp creepy yeah so he invites him in and he explains you know what he wants he explains that he's dying and he wants him to film him and um and then so they they agree i think he hands over the money straight away i think i can't quite remember the order of things but either way the first thing he does is say right 
now let's go and have a bath. Let's go and take a bath. And he kind of <laughs> tells him to come too. So kind of that adds to the sort of creepy right. vibe. And then one of the first things, so within you know the first 15 minutes, you're watching this dude have a bath. And sort of, he's he sort of, he, it's as if he's having a, giving a bath to his unborn baby son at the same time, as in he's sort of playing with an imaginary son. Silly question. Where's the, no, where is the baby son at this point? Where is the mother's stomach, as it were? Well, I don't know. That's never mentioned. It's just not oh, okay, there. Okay, fine. We assume <clears throat> she's away. He's having a holiday in the woods. I can't. I don't fine. Know. fine, fine, fine. I can't remember if that actually ever is explained, but the point is, I don't, I don't think it is. Oh, okay, cool. But she's obviously not there at the moment. They're just yes. there. It's just the two of them. They're alone. Anyway, um, so um, just to give another example of things they do together. So later they go to a, go on a walk because um, Joseph wants to go to a place he's heard about. This that's walking distance away. This sort of um, a heart shaped natural pool in some rocks that supposedly have healing properties or something. And um, again there's this bit where he just keeps he's really he's like a little kid and he keeps on sort of running off and then jumping out and within the film you know these are jump scares yeah yeah it starts getting really annoying he keeps (laughs) it like it makes me i I did jump a couple of times and i started feeling quite aggravated with him in the way that you might feel aggravated with a five-year-old kid yeah (laughs) yeah um frankly i'm frequently aggravated by my five-year-old kid (laughs) (laughs) so Aaron, the director of this film, who spends a lot of the time behind the camera, but they do, you know, they figure out ways for you to see him as well, mm-hmm. is really good in this. But, okay, Mark Dupl- nice. but Mark Duplass is definitely, you know, obviously he's got the more interesting part, the more sort of, um, what's the word? The more of a live wire part. Yeah, and yeah. He is, and, he, and he's really good. I mean, he's he's uncomfortable to watch. It's sort of done with quite a lot of verve and mm-hmm. humour. Well, that's cool. And as I say, the, the sort of deranged um, campness just definitely he's created a very realistic yeah. sort of touchy feely creep who gradually get, becomes more bunny boilerish as we as it goes okay. on and it seems obsessed with bathing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i've mentioned two bathing scenes <laughs> yeah. um but okay so this is the thing there are loads of other little bits i could mention but i don't actually want to give away too much more because mm-hmm. um it sounds like you're about to recommend this well i i didn't love this film yeah but I think it does do what it sets out to do really well, and I am, and I think, while the plot is really simple, it takes a couple of not twists and turns and such, but it takes a couple of directions that I wasn't quite expecting. Yeah. So if I, if I mention a couple of scenes, it will let you know just certain things that I think would slightly spoil it for someone watching it for the first time. Oh, fair enough. So, no, if, if if it's taking like a, a sort of left field take on, I, I love that idea. If it's if it's doing something you don't expect, that's what you sort of want. I mean, yeah. how, how many other characters? Is it just the two of them, or do you, are there yeah, any basically, other punters, it? No, basically that's just the two of them, and. And and that's definitely one of the things I like about it. I mean, films like that that only have two. I I, I grew up endlessly watching and rewatching Sleuth, um, yeah, and just loving the fact that it is just a you know a two part two two act two act you know two dudes in it. Yeah, yeah. I, the script is pretty taut. I thought I I, yeah. I believed the script, but um, it, it slightly lost me just to, right towards the end in the way that horror films often do, don't they? But um, yeah, unless it's unless they're good, yeah. <laughs> No, well, I'd, but I, I, I mean, one other thing I'd like to mention is this: um, just a great prop. They've got a creepy wolf mask in this that comes oh. in in a couple of these, and it's just you know, like um, the famous story of the Halloween mask, where they were they were trying out various masks, yeah. and they tried just a clown mask, and then they got the mask, which is actually a William Shatner mask, isn't it? Yeah. That's been slightly, you know, 
Fun played around with, yeah. with. And, that, and apparently everyone on set suddenly went quiet and so they chose that one but anyway this this wolf mask isn't on that scale but it's just <laughs> it's sort of it's a, it's a well done prop it's really quite a creepy oh thing. nice yeah just a, a creepy good object head is always you know yeah um so i mean I, i'm going to sum up what i thought about it really because I, I can't say I did massively enjoy watching this film, <laughs> but it but it's one of those ones um, which has kind of grown on me since since I've watched it. It's sort of settled into my brain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Do you think you're going to rewatch? Here's a question. Do you think actually I'd quite like to watch that again and, and and work out whether I liked it or not or not? I don't think I will necessarily, but I'm not even sure about that. The, the thing is, um, I think just. My initial review, if I'd re- if I'd reviewed it straight away afterwards, I think my, it would have been slightly poor. But I think it's just because it it's not the most original film. But that, I, I th- it is that thing they just they they had a very clear idea, mm-hmm. and I think they executed it really well. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't find it scary. I found it jumpy. Yeah, I found him creepy. I think a hardened horror fan actually would probably go, yeah, yeah I've seen it before. You know, I've seen sure. this before. But I do think they've done it really well. So, for that reason, I, 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 I've sort of thought about our, you know, our, our C plus, A minus yeah, yeah. scores. And I think I'd be going with C plus rising to B minus. See, that's, that, I didn't, that's quite I didn't a recommendation. enjoy it first. But yeah, it, it left a nice, it, it left a good taste in my mouth as opposed to a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, well, to me, I'm quite intrigued now. You've made, mm. last week... Um, you talked about your, uh, you know, uh, the golden arm, whatever it's called, uh, million, dollar million dollar arm, arm. movie. And I just <laughs> keep calling it golden arm. I can't help it. And I had just absolutely no inclination to watch that. However, I think I would quite like to watch Creep, even if I don't love it. Yeah, well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't, because like I say, I kind of can imagine a lot of horror fans, fans going, well, we've seen all this kind of stuff before. Yeah. But I think actually even the... The film's biggest critic would admit that the performances are pretty, you know, pretty, are pretty good and and certainly a little bit creepy. Um, and it's it's only seventy seven minutes long, so that, See, is that a, was my next know, question. Yeah, how long is it? If it, if it's an hour and a quarter, that's a great length for a, mm. a double header horror movie. I think. Yeah, great. exactly. You don't want to. It doesn't outstay its welcome. It sounds like um um. I'm quite talked into this. Yeah. Um, I think my one question though for you is, as I sort of mentioned earlier um and i'm going to call it the blair witch test now does it measure up to the blair witch test is the camera on all the time for a reason or is it just a bit like they forget halfway through and then you just assume the camera's always on good question and i was thinking about this when you you brought up that very very well articulated point um i think it possibly does sort of it doesn't quite pass that test a couple of times, but I would say overall, it definitely passes it better mm-hmm. than some found footage horror films I have seen. Um, for example, that what's that one that's on at the moment on Netflix? Up, up, above, down Chernobyl below. Diaries. Oh, oh, uh, as above, so below. The yeah, French, and Chernobyl Diaries. Both of those sort of definitely lose. The whole point is that you know he's a videographer. Sure. So there's a, you know, that in, has a built-in kind of justification yeah. for him leaving it on all the time. And there are times later when you think, would you have it on there? But I, th- I th- personally, I think it's fine. Cool. If you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, if, if it didn't intrude on your watching of it, then then that's that's cool. No, it certainly if didn't. If you didn't go, like oh, I say, hold on. Yeah. No, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. 
All right. Well, moving on to mine then. Yes. I want to know about yours, Ben. Yeah, so as, as I said before, you gave me a, uh, a Possession movie, mm-hmm. which you'll know instantly from the title Ouija Experiment. <laughs> um, I'd forgot. I, see, this is the nice thing about doing this. I, I've got such an old bad memory. I'd, I'd already, already forgotten what I gave you. <laughs> oh, that's good. You did give me the Ouija Experiment. Um, it is directed by someone called Israel Luna, who uh, has... A movie called Ticked Off Trannies with Knives, which is a great title. And wow. his next film in production That's is cool. his next his next one in production is called Kicking Zombie Ass for Jesus. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, so this is a man who can do titles. I I'll, I'll give him that one. Although saying that, the Ouija experiment, not mm. quite as zippy. No. Um so essentially, thing, I think I just saw the word experiment and thought that looks like found footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were you were right. <laughs> so <laughs> essentially, um, this whole thing. I think experiment is probably a uh, you know I wouldn't take that literally in a in a kind of lab laboratory sort of way. Essentially, yeah. um, the movie focuses around. Uh, it was, starts off with this guy called Brandon, who is on his way to his chum's house. And he's filming the whole night for his YouTube channel, which we learn very early on. There's a girl in the car with him. He asks her to film. And this is how it starts. You know, she turns on the camera, films him, and she films herself. Uh, and she she is some sort of somebody. I don't quite know what she is, but she is a, she's meant to be a presenter or something like that. But anyway, it's his YouTube channel. She alludes to the fact he's got about five followers Ha, 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 ha. But he's just trying to make a go of it. Anyway, he decides that he's going to document everything. They're going to his friend's house because they are going to use a Ouija board. Awesome. Um, And so he wants to film that and just sort of, you know, make it an interesting thing for his YouTube channel. So essentially... They they go to his his friend's house. The friend has a bit of a uh, a bit of a fit. Well, not a fit, but he gets a bit grumpled. Um, says, "Look, you can't film this because the spirits won't come if you film it." Now, these aren't um, these aren't like uh, charlatan psychics or anything. Just, these guys are in their early twenties. They're just right. a bunch of dudes kicking around, basically. Um, there's these two guys in their three or three guys in their early twenties. Um, you got Brandon, the guy with the camera. Uh, you've got uh his friend mike and you've got mike's friend calvin who's this sort of like uh big strapping black dude who's really kind of like suave and cool and all the all the ladies love calvin um and this presenter ish girl is dating calvin um but brandon doesn't take any part in the ouija board he lets them do it and then he sort of he, he sort of tricks them into letting him film he leaves the camera on on a shelf and then once they get into it he just picks it up and starts filming and it's a classic you know um I don't know, shop-bought Ouija kit. Like, it's got the numbers, the letters, the planchette, and yes, no, goodbye kind of thing. Um, and they proceed to contact the spirit world. And they meet a kid called Gracie, uh, an older lady, I think she's 34, she says she is, called Lisa, and they mention this bad man called Joseph. Oh, another um, bad Joseph. Yeah, exactly. Um, and at which point they decide to break this party up and they say goodbye. Now, they introduce this here. It comes in again later where you have to say goodbye to the spirits and they have to say goodbye and, and allow the planchette to go there for it to for them not to bleed into the real world. 
So when this happens, they're all a bit freaked out. Um, but not to the extent that you think you would be by contacting the dead via a Ouija board. And they do, they sort of, you know, I think there's a, there's a sort of suspicion that that one of them has been moving it around. But unfortunately, none of them are particularly good actors. One nice, of them yeah. is unbelievably bad. Um, but none of them can really, you know, the Ouija thing happens and they all sort of go, whoa, wow, Ouija thing. Anyway, I'm going to go home. Bye. Um, <laughs> so they say they um, they they say their goodbyes. Brandon then goes and talks to his buddy on YouTube, and it was the most Basil exposition thing you've ever seen in your whole life. <laughs> oh, really? Because it, not only does he talk to this girl on YouTube, she's in a picture in picture on the on the screen. Hmm. So it's actually, it just looks like watching a bad commercial for like a, hey, look, this TV will do picture in picture. But it, it, so this girl is, is, then she sits and goes, well, the thing about Ouija is, and then she like, she just reels off the rules. And you're like, oh God, this is slightly tortuous. Um, and, those, and, and once again, they accentuate the fact that you have to say goodbye. So then they go back to the house for the next day because, oh, sorry, on the, before they said goodbye, they got the spirit to say goodbye because they promised they'd come back and say hello again. Right. So they all group back at the house the next day and they say hello. At which point, um, well, Calvin goes off to answer a phone call and his girlfriend sort of asks the spirits whether he's cheating on her and they say yes, essentially. <laughs> so they have this massive fight. And... I like the idea that the spirits are constantly watching out for that stuff. Yeah, like yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> they're just, well, I think it's basically it's a bit like neighbours or something. You know, they're constantly watching a soap <laughs> opera of normal humans. Um and the uh, they have this massive fight, and it turns into this sort of big old like rah, 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 meltdown. At which point they realise that they have sort of forgotten to say goodbye. Uh... Well, sorry, that's a lie. We realise they've forgotten to say goodbye because it's glaringly bloody obvious because it's been telegraphed for the last twenty <laughs> minutes, and they don't realise. But Mike comes back in because everyone this massive fight ensues with them, like not physical, just you know. Level. And everyone goes, and Mike comes back, and he finds that A, Brandon has left his camera running, and mm. B, they've forgotten to say goodbye. And he tries to contact the spirits on his own and says, okay, so saying goodbye Bye. now, and just moves it to goodbye. And then he hears these sort of like <laughs> noises. Oh, God, dude, that's fucking creepy. Don't do that again. I'm in my own, on my own in this place. It's dark. Oh. He, hears, he hears that noise sort of coming from the bedroom, and then so he, so he, you know, he tries to make it all goodbye. And then, and then this is where it fails my test. He picks up the camera and decides to go and investigate with the camera. Okay. And then he finds nothing and he comes back. And the Q, like, he does some stuff with the camera, which is kind of like, you know, haha, I'm just trying to, you know, it's equivalent of sticking it down his trousers and putting the, you know, on a mm. steel's camera or whatever. He, like, he messes about and, and um, makes a couple of excellent uh, homophobic gags, which is always awesome, um, mm. about his about his mate, and just sort of messes about and then sort of backs around the camera. Anyway, um, it sort of keeps happening. Right. Like it, we, I, we, I was just pretty briefly going, roughly how far through the film are we? Are we oh, like we're about in, half, half an hour and forty minutes in, I'd say. Right. Um, okay. And and it just it just continues. People keep picking up cameras for no reason whatsoever. By this point. In the film, whenever you're anywhere, someone is holding a camera, and you don't know why. Like Calvin's sister is quite cool; she's in it. At half time, she's holding a camera. 
no explanation whatsoever. There's a point when um, Calvin's in the bedroom and he sort of set up his camera to have a bit of sexy time on the, cam- on the camera with his girlfriend without her realising. And that sort of makes sense. Um, but other than that, the whole film is just full of people. Who... There speaks the voice of experience. <laughs> well, I don't mean like that. Um, but no, like, I, yeah, I can see the reason for it being there. But the rest of the time, this film is just absolutely typified by bad actors picking up cameras and walking around with them while other noises go, woo, kind of thing. And this basically, essentially, they come back to try and say, they, they, everyone else realizes the next day that they've got to say goodbye. And they come back and they can't. And they've released the spirits and they run sort of rampant. And there is, there's, you know, there is a, a sort of, we find out the spirits are this little girl, Gracie, um, Lisa, her mother, and Joseph, the bad man. And right. there's some nice creepy bits where, uh, you know, they'll look, it'd be dark. They hear a noise down the corridor and see a little girl sat at the end of the corridor because they've released her spirit or whatever. And then there's lots yeah. of, uh, there's a couple of jump scares where, you know, there's a suddenly, there's, a, there's an immobile figure that suddenly runs very fast at the camera and ends up right up in the camera's lens kind of thing. And things yeah. just come out of the dark. Um, there's a couple of, like, there's one good surprise death. But basically, it's just not very good again. Maybe. The problem is there's there's some, there's some weird inconsistencies like Calvin, who's this kind of like you know alpha male big dude kind of thing, who's like yeah I, I can't remember, he, I can't really tries to call the planchette, but he's like the 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 plateau the packet the put him here and he can't remember the name and then at some point he he thinks Mike's told his girlfriend that he's cheating on her, but actually it was the board kind of thing yeah and he's as a, as a man who can't pronounce the word planchette then turns around and goes yeah. Do you think some board with a bifocal magnifying glass is going to be able to tell the future? <laughs> you don't even know what it is. <laughs> How are you suddenly calling it a bifocal magnifying glass? The script is appalling. Um, it? Yeah, it's really shoddy. Uh, this is made for a very small amount of money. Yeah, it's like, mm. there's, a, there's a thank you to someone for letting them use their house at the end. It's all like the crew of the actors, that kind of thing. And I am is it, all is for... It all one, is it all in one... House no, got multiple. Well, I think it's actually we've got multiple locations theoretically, but that's a bit confusing right. as well because it seems like like Michael and Brandon are roommates, but then they're not. Oh, sorry, Michael and Calvin are roommates, but they live in different places. But there, there just there just comes a point where it starts to look really homemade, right, and it, yeah. it, it's doing all right for a while, and then something sort of clicks towards the end, and you're like, yeah, no, that just that just looks like a bunch of kids sort of doing this as a college film, and. And actually, I just, yeah, no, you had a couple of little scary moments that weren't very scary. They were just a bit jumpy and they had the scary noise. But then I'm not quite sure why a, f- a sort of eight-year-old girl, a 35-year-old woman, and um, what turns out to be a simpleton make like, oh, scary noises. Because <laughs> actually, they're, they're, it sounds like dinosaurs. It sounds like they've ripped a bit off the Jurassic Park thing from the T-Rex. And I'm just not quite sure why that combination of people makes a scary noise. But uh, on the end oh my word is the end cheesy um yeah i i I won't give you a spoiler on it um even though i'm gonna say again i just wouldn't waste your time with this seriously there are way better found we've not mentioned yet a found footage film that is not better than this really because it's just a bit amateur hour the script isn't great the acting isn't great it's not that scary and the um uh the the finale has veers between like 
oh yeah, I kind of saw that coming, and oh my god, how cheesy can you be? <laughs> so if we put Blair Witch, you know, at the top of the pile, yes. on a scale, is this the worst found footage film you've seen? Is this, this at the bottom? This is... This is I'd, I'd say close to sub bottom. This is <laughs> this is easily the worst found footage film I've ever seen, um, really? and I th- think it's a shame because it started off with a little bit of promise. I, I have nothing against horror movies; can have bad acting. I I, mm. I kind of think they can. Like, that's the thing we've talked about this before. You can like cheapy horror movies. It's, it's kind of the cheapest genre to make because if you've got an eye, like look at the Evil Dead; it costs nothing. It's brilliantly scary. Sam Raimi invented all these, like, you know, nailing cameras to bits of wood and running through the trees. Remo cams. Yeah, exactly. You can do all these really, really low-budget things and come out with, like... Seriously, I, I challenge anyone to say that Evil Dead isn't one of the scariest movies made in however long. You know, it's a really creepy-ass movie. And you don't... Cheap doesn't have to mean bad in the horror genre. Um, but unfortunately, in this case, it just is a bit. Mm. So you know, we're, we're we're piddling around the sort of I don't know. I'll be nice and give it a D plus because because um, I just I, I, I can't. Think, I, don't, I, mean, damn I it. don't think I don't mean to be nasty, but I I think just give it a D. Go with a D. All right, well, let's give it a D. D plus. I think you've got to save for something. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't I don't this. I don't actually have I don't have a, a mitigating factor in it. We're just going to give it a D, really. Yeah, I think I think that's okay. Yeah. I don't anyway. think you've been that nasty about it. It sounds like you kind of, I don't know, as well. And as you say, it got it gave you a couple of like moderately creepy images or whatever. Yeah, so it's nice. That, you look around the door, you see a little girl in the corridor. It's an old trope, but they yeah. did that all right. They lit it nicely. Um, yeah. There you go. There's something. The lighting isn't bad. Oh, cool. All right, definitely a D. Yeah, then. there you go. Definitely a D. The lighting's D brackets, not bad. good lighting. Mm. <laughs> so let's move on. So, we, you know, Yours sounds like your found footage was about a creepy dude. I had a paranormal thing. And then that brings us nicely to the movie that we both watched. Jono, what did you choose? Well, I chose Invoked from 2015 for us both to watch. Um, it's it's directed by Humberto Rossa. Yeah. Whose work I wasn't aware Is of Is it before. not co-directed? Oh yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, yeah, it's Humberto Rossa and um, oh, someone Mendes, Fe- Theron Mendes. That sounds Is right. That right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how you pronounce. They're two it, so two Brazilian dudes, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, which is which surprising. is weird because yeah. yeah, it is surprising because I th- I think frankly, if you if you just saw this film, saw it invoked and pressed play on your Netflix machine, you would not necessarily assume it was made by Brazilians as it's set in Sligo or whatever and it's got a, you know, it's it's all Irish. Yeah, Sligo, one of the counties in Ireland for our uh, international listeners. Yes. Um, forgive me. Yeah, so basically it's about um, a bunch of Irish, um, I guess they're all 20-somethings. Aren't yeah, they? early 20-somethings, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, there's two girls and three boys and no. they're all piling off to a place that they've not been to before it's a deserted youth hostel deserted youth hostel yes, thank you there we go and um so the first thing you on see an island, is just most importantly on an island oh yeah and it's on an island so they're just they're, they're out for a party basically they're all mm. going along i can't i don't think it ever explains how they know each other they're just old no they're mates. just mates but, i think yeah and the first thing you see is them in a car and they've got a camera and then someone else has got another camera which seems to be a underwater camera and he, you know they turn them on and they're discussing the cameras they've got. Yeah, and, and they drive along and there's lots of <laughs> kind of annoying banter. Anyway, but the the plot is I'm getting into my review. The point is 
the rev- the rev- the thing the, the synopsis is yes. they go to a deserted thingy they hang around there they kind of after a bit have a sort of um they don't have a Ouija board do they but they have well, a kind they, of they construct type exactly thing. the same thing as a Ouija board though they they basically yeah. have these pieces Out of paper. paper well actually I'm going to stop you right there I'm going to w- I'm going to wind our way back right to the beginning because you have forgotten something. I think what what tell me what I forgot. The movie I think it's the same thing that the I've movie just doesn't open with the kids. No, you're right. Okay. The movie the- opens with a couple of the Garda, which is the ah oh, crikey, is that the Irish sort of like it's like a the police. They're the police. Are they just the police, or are they like an apparent? I don't know. Anyway, the Irish police. I think they're just no, the police. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the Garda, the Irish police, and they go into this building to investigate something. And they yes. find on a coffee table the words "my children" spelt out in pieces of paper. That's right. And God, then I've got a much better memory for this. I only watched this the other day. I'd already <laughs> forgotten that. And then on Lordy. the floor, they find a camera still running. That's right. Yes. And then it's like they we then it's like they press play on the camera. I think there's one of those things at the beginning yeah. as well. Like none of this footage has been edited. It's just been thinking together. Um, yeah. So. Then we go. To, then we go. To, then we cut to these kids and their their journey there. Once they get to the youth hostel, once we've seen a bit of inside, you realise it's the same building that the Garda were investigating. Yeah. And then when, once they make this Ouija board, you realise it's that that these that the Garda have seen in this in their house they're investigating essentially. Yes. And so the message that gets spelt out when they do the little mini séance is "My children." That's right. You are correct. You have done this properly. And this is the thing, because, like, you know, so the found footage thing. Mm. I mean, I don't think we need to say too much more of the plot, because essentially they all start going going a bit mental. They're all a bit freaked out. Then it's the next and day. And constantly drunk. Yeah, and constantly drunk. Then who disappears first? But someone sees something. One of you them know, creepy things start. But essentially, like, they, they have the next day. So they have this first night in. And there's yeah, a little a bit, bit of... Out. They're a bit freaked out, but then there's also a bit of sexy times that happens between a bunch of them. Yeah, and a few weird noises and And a few stuff. weird noises and stuff. And yeah. um, one other thing which I thought was quite... One really nice touch um, is that what they do is they, they make a point of pointing out the security cameras as well. So often this will cut to a security camera, which then yeah. gives us that reason. Yeah. Um, it falls down on the other side for me because basically... One of the characters spends his entire time holding what is essentially a broadcast camcorder. And it's never explained why he's got this awesome bit of kit. No. And why? And I, I can understand the GoPro, which they have, but it's never explained yeah, that why. Makes sense. Why yeah, this dude is but... toting around like stuff that you use to make TV shows with. And it, I mean, that's. It just, they never go sort of like, oh, Bob, whatever his name is, is, is a media studies student or whatever. It just, it just doesn't come up, which is kind of. Uh, one way to address it, I guess, by just totally not addressing it. But that it does lose me. The whole of this movie does does unfortunately suffer from that. Like I thought, I, I do like the idea of using the the um, the what you would call it, the surveillance cameras. That that actually yeah. gives you quite a good way to sort of keep track on people as they go to different places. But there is a bit too much. Like I'm just going to walk here holding a camera. But anyway, mm. they uh, yeah they have the sort of the night with the thing, and then they go. What what also. Um, happens is they tell each other they're telling each other ghost stories that first night yeah about this place there's all that stuff about a creepy cemetery yeah so it's essentially the indian burial ground myth type thing transplanted to sligo yeah and then um and in fact one of the sort of creepiest sort of scares in it is that they in their wisdom having been slightly freaked out by that (laughs) um 
by that night and by the seances that is it the next night the they next actually night. go to visit this sort of cemetery type yes, place. Yes, they don't bother doing it in the day. They do it at night for some strange reason. Yeah, brilliant. And again, all seem to be drunk again. Yes. And um, and they go and visit. It looks like a sort of a bit like a kind of an old barrow or something, doesn't yeah. it? Like a, a Neolithic a sort midden, of burial site. Yes. And they, yeah, midden, yeah. And they sort of creep inside and very, yeah. Well, as the camera's being moved around, you see something weird and creepy. Yeah. A figure, don't you? Yeah, because well, one, the, one of the other ghost stories is that a woman had become possessed. A woman staying at the youth with her family had become possessed and killed her husband and her children. Yes. Yes. And it, I mean, personally, I'm going to I'm going to ask you directly because, mm. I mean, I again, I think you've raised good points about this sort of Blair Witch and why the camera's rolling. But fundamentally, this film lost it for me almost immediately because I found them so annoying to be around. Uh, that's interesting. See, I, I had a slightly different take on this, which is nice. Um, I, yeah. I think what, what I found very different between my film, between Weeder Experiment and this, is that this was obviously a massive improv piece. Hmm. Um, and I thought, actually, they weren't terrible actors. They were quite annoying, but I hmm. thought they were quite decent actors. They, the, the improv, like, I believe their interplay. I believe they knew each other. I believe they were friends. And I, I think the one thing that really yeah, stands that, out definitely. when you know it's an improv piece is that the characters all had exactly the same name as the actors. Like, the first name is the same. Yeah. So they wouldn't ever yeah. trip each other out on that one. Whereas the Ouija yeah. experiment was obviously scripted and unfortunately badly done. Whereas these guys, yeah. I thought, were all quite decent actors. Interestingly enough, though, like all these other low-budget things, the the sort of main girl, the brunette, um, yeah. she was also the producer. Oh, and they really? all did little bits and bobs if you look at the credits on things. It, that's something actually I really noticed about these found footage movies. Shortest credit roles in existence, because basically yeah. it's just everyone does everything. But... Um, I thought, I thought acting-wise, they were actually all generally quite good. I sort of believed them as characters. Like I say, I didn't like them very much, no. but I believed them as characters. No, and I suppose, I mean, the thing is that, like, when you, again, going back to Blair Witch, they're quite annoying at yeah, times, yeah, aren't absolutely. they? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but you believe in them. Yeah. And I agree. I did. I, I agree. Yeah, I believed that this sort of, these bunch of people, I believed in the interplay, but they were just too annoying. I just, I just, I, and I, I think the thing, the problem I found is that, like, okay, so... Right at the beginning of Blair Witch, mm-hmm. you know that they're investigating the local legend of the Blair Witch. Yes. That's immediately intriguing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In Borderlands, I know you've not seen it, but it's all about the invest- a Catholic um, Catholic Church, you know, a Vatican-sponsored investigator of mysterious happenings. Yeah. And he goes to this creepy t- church that's only just been reopened after a long time. Yeah. You know, it's immediately intriguing. It just happens to be told in the found footage style yes. if you see it to me yeah, yeah, yeah. to an extent and i think this was just like i know you you have that opening caption explaining all oh, these are these people went missing no one knows where they are great but the point is that like for the first 25 minutes nothing creepy or interesting happens. i'm, I'm gonna just stop watching you there. a bunch of goo i'm gonna stop you there i noted this down for the first 45 minutes nothing happens for the <laughs> really? first 45 minutes these people tell a couple of ghost stories drink a lot of vodka <laughs> and smoke some weed <laughs> And almost have sex, and that. And I'm see. I think I was I I was being nice about this at the top because I think it's quite well acted. But Mm. as it progressed, a I wanted something to happen. (laughs) B you're right. I wanted some motivation for what they were doing. C I wanted a reason for them picking up this camera and why this dude has a proper camera that he's taken youth hosteling and then doesn't ever put down, and. 
D. Finally, I wanted those girls to stop shrieking. Oh, God. Because the last half an hour of the movie is girls running and shrieking, and that's all that happens. And it did my head in by the end of it. I was like, really? (laughs) This is the downside to the improv bit. Because that's all that happens. I know. That's literally all that happens for half an hour. Like, it it escalates. I think that when when the sort of the the horror dam breaks, as it were, and there's mm. a bit when they see a sort of spirit who then runs at the dude and whatever. And it goes, I think, you know, it's all time stamped. And it goes, mm. I think from it all happens between 11 and 11.30 at night that it just goes ballistic or 11 and 11.45. But for the yeah. whole of that period, all that happens is that brunette girl just runs around and screams her head off and just shrieking in a really, and like people try and talk, but she's just going, <laughs> and just, oh my God, it was annoying. <laughs> yeah, no. I think this is the thing. It just it will it. I didn't find it intriguing. Then when it started being scary, it was quite annoying. Yeah. Now I I, I would say look, I am a total. I love horror, but I'm a total wuss when it comes to horror. You oh, know, I... I look away from the screen, and there are bits in this that definitely made you know. I had little shivers mm. and little bits made me jump, but I still didn't like it. And and and, and no, I, well, I don't I, think I'm it was particularly kind of difficult the way they did the horror though. No. No. Oh, look, there's a dark room through the lens of a camera, so it's not seeing much in its peripheral vision, and suddenly you see a shadowy figure then runs at the camera. Oh, yeah. that's not hard to do. No, exactly. It, works, yeah. it worked best for me when it was on the security cam footage. But like, Yeah, well, it was just nice to have a break from the endless, like, yeah. <laughs> the endless shaky so, like, cam stuff. One of, the, one of the, the first person disappears, and then our shrieky um, actress goes outside and looks for him, but she's looking for him holding a camera. And, like, you don't run through the dark holding a camera it wasn't even on night vision mode she was just holding a camera and then she catches a glimpse of someone sort of creepily standing in the water and you go oh I wonder if that's her her other half or not or the other guy or not and you know oh well it's it it might have been might not have been but you see it through a shaky cam because but why are you holding the camera Um, (laughs) there was a really there's a nice bit towards the end I thought one of the nice touches is when this guy comes to investigate and they're in the middle of this hellish house. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it before where the guy's looking inside, but for some reason, the whole youth hostel itself has become impervious to the outside world. So they're banging on the glass, like centimeters from his face and shining torches and he can't see or hear mm. any of it. Um, and yeah, that really it was, reminded it, me of something and I can't remember what it was actually. Well, that, that kind of device happens more so <laughs> as it were in grave encounters. Oh, they okay. kind of take that direction. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I quite like that bit, but, it's just it was it was so boring. Yeah, as in it's just like oh, in I, summary, I agree. Right, right when in my in my notes, like I didn't take that many notes. I noted down a few timings of when certain things happened, but like in like at the end of at the, when I finished the film, I wrote "Woman in Black" thrilling as well as being a bit frightening. Invoked boring as well as being a bit frightening. Yeah, because that's the thing. It just it wasn't fun to be there with no, them at it wasn't. All. And, and, and when the and, girl wasn't shrieking, the dudes were sort of going, hello, like, I just, yeah, I one of my notes, I, I, just, I just wrote down like, a bit bored by their twittering now. It's just a yeah. babble of upset people, not scary, just a bit irritating. And that's my overwhelming sort of memory of the film, really. Yeah. Uh, I, it sounds to me like you preferred it to the Ouija experiment. Oh, though. it was better than the Ouija experiment. Although, you know, I still, I'm still not going to say I recommend this movie. I kind of want to creep. I want to see creeps. It sounds interesting, but I, mm. but Ouija experiment was just poorly made. I don't think this is poorly made. Well, I do. I think, I think it was poorly handled towards the end because unless you really know what you're doing with an improv cast and an improv situation, then it just, it, in a horror movie like this, it turns into a bunch of people shrieking and babbling. And that's yeah, what it exactly. did. They had no, I, I think they didn't have enough plot. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I just think they really should have made an effort to get to to more clearly get to the sort of the the supposedly creepy plot. Yeah. Earlier, somehow, just as you say, forty-five minutes of just watching a bunch of quite boring people. Who, yes, I agree. You know, it was a realistic interplay, so that's quite impressive yeah. because you can't. You, that's not easy. Um, but it was just it was just too boring for too long at yeah. the beginning. Too much. And stuff, I think not enough payoff. Yeah, yeah, and I think the, the sort of Blair Witch equivalent where they, with, you know, where they introduce the the, the concept. Yeah. Just you know, a caption comes up and it says, uh, "What you are about to see." is evidence pertaining to the case of five people that went missing in the west of Ireland whilst on vacation. This footage has been leaked to the public. You know, fine. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't need any more. But then they do a second one. <laughs> the second one goes, <laughs> it has baffled the authorities. It contains their last known whereabouts. The search continues to this day. The video does not appear to be altered or doctored in any way. What? Like, just, you didn't need that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bother with that bit. Just have the first bit. You didn't need it. Yeah. So okay, fine. So we're we're on a pretty firm like. Oh yeah, we're on a D on this. A D plus. I'm gonna give a D plus for the acting. Yeah. I mean, I think. Or is it a C minus? But I think it's a bit too. I, I think I th- it's too boring to be a C minus. Yeah, I think it has to be in the D camp, but yeah. I do think it sounds better than yours. Yeah. So, so I think it has to be D plus. D plus. But I, unfortunately, that's the thing. There's something about it. I remember it, and I look at it, and I thought. It should have been all right, but it just mm. wasn't very interesting, and it was very it's... shrieky. Yeah, creep sounds like a solid rec- well, a solidish recommend. Mm. Other yeah, two, no, I think it is smash with our fist. Yes. <laughs> all right then, dude. Well, we've we've done found footage, we've done horror. Um, I'm gonna take us on another direction next week. It's not something I think it's something that actually will not veer into the horror camp. Could be wrong, but I think there's enough choice for me to avoid that. And we're just going to go for some solid crime dramas. We haven't hit crime Ooh. yet. No, good. Yeah, cool. I'll uh, I'll try to find some. You know, it's it slightly appeals to my seventies sensibility. Um, I was going to ask, what era were you thinking? Well, I'm going to dip into a number of eras go, or let, stick to seventies or what? Let's go pan era. Um, oh, pan era. Yes. It sounds like a terrible car or airline or something. But um, no, let, I think we. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna tie us down to an, an area. There's there's a lot on Netflix. I still still need to sort of filter and sift. Um, I know that is quite a wide. Yeah, a wide and, I, and, and I don't want. It, I'm going to try and avoid us dipping into other genres too much. I want to keep it pretty sort of like just cool crime story-ish and see if we can find a few hidden gems in that lot. Um, yeah. Once again, if there's anything that you out there dear listeners want to hear about any specific movies any um specific genres or if you actors actors directors anything go on just throw something into the mix chuck it into the pot we will listen um shout out to us on at we watch anything or um drop us an email at we watch anything at gmail.com mike jelly did and he changed the intro <laughs> Have you done anything to the Facebook page yet? No, it's still pretty barren. Uh, But I'm working on it. And, uh, Jono, I'll see you next time. Okay, bye, dude. Stop laughing. It's just you're so good at wrapping up. (laughs) 